One task I have today is to just point out this simple phrase, the reason. Christmas, is it your favorite time of the year? Yeah, I think it is. And then, well, I don't do the shopping. I just, well, I help support the matter, though. <laughs> but I tell you what, all, all the hustling and bustling out there, that's just not my thing. But, uh, but everywhere you look, you've got themes of joy, you've got peace, you've got, you know, gifts, you've, you've got um, uh, nativity scene. Didn't they do a wonderful job of a live nativity? Let's give them a hand. And uh, I really want to give uh, Charlie a hand for all that he's done in preparation. Ch st stand up, Charlie. Come on. I mean, he, he did all kinds of stuff around here. I, I don't know all the stuff he did. And the rest of you that that uh, ha happen to be a part of the team, just stand up and let's give them a hand too. Come on. There you go. Thank you all. I appreciate it. Well, um, thank God for nativity scene. And my wife uh, looked at me a few weeks back. She says, I want blinkies. How do we know what blinkies are? Well, they're lights that you hang up in trees. And, and so we actually didn't do uh, small blinky. We actually had our, um, our lawn guy get a lift and put them up high on our trees. And I tell you what, it is getting the attention of the whole world, <laughs> well, our community, and our, and our, and our, we have people driving around our cul-de-sac and just, just, wow. And then we actually saw some people start putting up blinkies themselves. So it's a hit. <laughs> and so I uh, made my wife happy on that. But we, we, most importantly, we get to spend time with close family and uh, maybe you have a favorite tradition. I wish we could say what our traditions are. Um, this year we got our tree a little bit later because of different scheduling situations, but normally every year we pick our tree earlier. And uh, do you all start, when do you all start listening to Christmas music? Music, November 1st? Yeah? How many start listening to it in July? <laughs> Christmas in July. But uh, anyway, we enjoy that as well, classic Christmas shows. And what's your classic Christmas show you like? Christmas story? Scrooge? <laughs> how, how about Polar Express? Y'all like that one? Uh, how about, um, what'd I say? I said Grinch. Home Alone. Oh gosh, you got to watch that one. As a matter of fact, we were going through our neighborhood this morning, and there was a Santa Claus that, that had fallen down. So I guess, you know, that household's got a different assignment now, right? There's a clause in that deal. <laughs> so somebody is a new Santa Claus. So anyway, I'm glad it's not me. Well, I guess it's me sort of somehow sometimes. But um, I thank God for Starbucks drinks. Come on, you like the cream brulee. You know, we go, we go, do we do skinny? What do we do? Oh, we do fat free. Same thing. Fat-free, but you know what? You got to have the whipped cream with the, the little things on it, right? Are you all with me? Am I flowing here today? It's, the anointing is just flowing right here, right now, on Starbucks stuff. And um, so I thank God for all the different things, the neighborhood lights. Did anybody go see Tanglewood yet? Tanglewood lights? Gosh, not yet. Wow. Well, somebody scared us and said it took four hours to get through. You, you know what we did? 
we went, we went at a particular different time, I guess. We just hit it right. And, and as soon as it opened, and we got pizza so we could eat it on the way. So that's what you need to do. Get your pizza and eat your dinner along the way. And so we, we enjoyed that. Uh, do you all like the parades? I'm not sure if they're having many parades this year or not. But anyway, I'd like to watch them on, on TV. Classic Christmas show. What is my very, very favorite? Very favorite. What's the old one with Bean Crosby? A White Christmas? Y'all like a white Christmas? About three of us, thank you. But uh, I, I like old stuff. But anyway, let's look at Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 through 14. It says, There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. You know, in my mind when I'm reading this, I have the peanuts figures reading this. Uh, who, who was reading that? Linus? You don't know. So anyway, they were in the country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping a watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. How many people? All people. God wants all people to have peace. And the only way we can have peace is through the reason. His name is Jesus. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now I'm going to pull this up in the trans, uh, message translation, uh, verse number 10. It says, the angel said, do not be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event. This is meant for everybody worldwide. I like my wife. She, she periodically has given us actually monthly updates on our, on our giving and our partnerships with ministries around the world. Our, that's what our tithe does. When we tithe and we give, it supports the local budget, it supports our local outreach, it supports our regional outreaches, and it supports our world global outreach. So we're doing the Judeum, Judeum, Judea, Samaria, and part, the uttermost parts of the whole world. So we have the great commission. We're a great commission church, if you want to ask. But anyway, glory to God. And... Um, so this message is for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and Master. And then verse 12 goes on to say, And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there were the angels, with the angels, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, imagine this, heaven's choir opening up, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Let's read verse 14 together. In the end there it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Howard Thurman said it like this. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star of the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, and when the shepherds are back with the flock, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nation, to bring peace among brothers, and to make music in our hearts. I think about um, this season. Uh, we, we say it's the most wonderful time of the year, but I understand this also. Someone lost somebody to heaven, not lost them, heaven gained someone. Remember, when someone dies, 
remember, it's not, it's not goodbye, it's see you later. That's a great comfort, but for instance, my brother Billy, you know, we're facing our first Christmas without him. So I understand sometimes there are some things that come along with the holidays that might not be so positive, but God's grace is sufficient, and we can still, we can still enjoy that. As a matter of fact, let me pray over you and all those of you online right now. Father, I just pray right now, so many of us are experiencing the wonderful time of this Christmas holiday. But Father, we just ask you to bring hope, help, and healing to everyone that's going through a first loved one that has passed on to heaven, that something might have happened negatively in their life during this season, or for whatever reason, this is not a good season for them. Well, Father, we just pray that you help make it a good season for them. We ask you to rise up with the comfort of your Holy Spirit to help them in Jesus' name and give them grace to go through this holiday. And Father, if there's someone that would be alone this, this holiday season, I pray that they will, they will be invited to places. And Father, it's, it's so much I have on my heart for community for this church that they would find a place where they could just have fellowship and enjoy this season as well. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the Christmas story is the real reason. We already get the answer right now. That we celebrate Christmas. Christmas is all about who? Yes, Jesus Christ. Christ Mass. Christ when he was born. Matthew one twenty one says, She shall give birth to a son and shall name his name Jesus, the Lord is salvation. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. Why could he do that? Because he was born of a virgin. He came right from the Father. He uh, lived a sinless life. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead. He died for our sin. He that knew no sin was made to be sin for us so we could become right with God through Christ Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? He, he was tempted in all the points where we're tempted and beyond, yet he never sinned so he could die for ours. We celebrate his birth. Easter, we celebrate his resurrection because our Savior is living. He's in a real glorified body, seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father. He sent us the gift of the Holy Spirit to be with us right now. When he left this earth mission, he said, I'm not going to leave you. Uh, comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to abide within you. Then he's going to come upon you so you can be a blessing to other people. So glad. Come on, let's all say thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Father. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. The blessed Trinity. Three at one. Thank God for the Christmas story gives us hope and fills us with faith. Everything past, present, and future, all points to him. So we want to make sure, insert something, maybe a new tradition in your home. Maybe you buy a, a Christmas birthday cake. That's what we always did when our kids were uh, being raised in our house when they were small. We would have, um, we would have all the tree, uh, the, the, we'd have the tree and all the gifts around the tree. But before we ever got to it, I would sit the kids down, we would sit the kids down we would have a, a birthday cake for Jesus, and then we would have them talk about, you know, what's the most important thing, what happened to you this year, what are you thankful for about Jesus, and so forth, and he's the best gift of all, isn't he? So I would encourage you to insert some way where Christ is in the middle of, of Christmas, right? He should be. So Billy Graham said it like this, 
The very purpose of Christ coming into the world was that he might offer up his life as a sacrifice for the sins of men. Why? Because he was innocent. He died on the cross for all of our sins. He came to die. This is the heart of Christmas. There could, be, there could not have been a lamb slain for our sin unless there was first a lamb born. He had to come into this earth. He had to live as, as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit and, and walk in the different ways as our example. We can walk victorious because he showed us the way. There could not have been born a lamb slain unless there was first a lamb born. John 1.29 says, Jesus, or John saw Jesus coming to him and said, Look, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The greatest gift we celebrate during the Christmas season. We know John 3.16, but I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, For God so loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten Son, and so that everyone, how many? Everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, that's where my mind is during these holidays as we think about Billy. We're, uh, well, not me. I'm, a, I'm an observer. But my family is taking on puzzle building because that was Billy's thing. I mean, you know, they, they look at thousand pieces of puzzle, and I'm sitting there saying, no, can't do that. <laughs> but I, I can do it, but I don't, no. Nah, that's not relaxing for me. But, um, but a ball game is... And, and you guys stop praying for me because my team has lost twice in a row. What is up with that? Uh, what? What? Who said all right now? Oh, Ken? What? I'll talk to you later, Ken. I think you have a counseling appointment. All right. Why did I say that? Well, God sent his son into the world. What was I saying? Puzzles. Why did I say puzzles? It's not my thing. But why did I say that to begin with? It's Billy's thing. Oh, we've been thinking about Billy through the holiday. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and, and so we, we've, my family has taken on them the hobby of having a puzzle. And um, that was a great point. So God sent his only son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Billy is very much alive. My dad is very much alive, more alive than ever. Whoever you've... Uh, might recently have passed, or maybe someone's passed uh, some years ago, and they were saved. I'm telling you what, again, it's such a revelation to know that our last breath on earth becomes our first breath in heaven. And again, again, it's not, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. Because Jesus lives, we live too. He's raised from the dead, and our life comes from him. So God sent forth his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. I want you to say this with me. God's one and only son. Say it with me. God's one and only son. How many saviors are there in the world? One. Oh, Pastor Cohen, you're dogmatic on that. You better believe it. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. No one can get to the Father except through Jesus. No one. Yeah, you, you don't, the world thinks they have many ways to get to heaven. We'll all end up the same place. That is an absolute lie. Stanley Jones says, because we received Jesus, 
We do not defy the reality of death. We'll still have to face it if the Lord tarries. But we don't forever in Jesus Christ, we deny the finality of death. It's just the beginning of a new life. So Christmas is the account of Jesus coming to the earth. Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. He's with us. Many times in history, a baby has become a king, but only once in history did a king become a baby. We have the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. Man, it's just, just a miraculous time of the year. Jesus' human birth in Bethlehem was not his beginning. God has lived forever, both past, present, and future. But he did manifest himself to mankind. Psalm 90 and verse 2 says, Before the mountains were born or brought forth, the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. That's forever. Job 36, 26 says, How great is the God beyond our understanding. The number of his years is past finding out. Man, I thank God we serve an eternal God who gives us eternal life. And we will again, for some reason, I just really feel like I'm talking to somebody and I'm talking to me this morning that we're missing some of our loved ones this morning. But I thank God they are very much alive in Christ. And they are urging us on through the grandstands of heaven. Get the will of God done. Get the will of God done. So God came to earth to purchase our redemption. That baby is why the angels declared good tidings. That baby would produce within us great joy and become our peace and our everlasting Savior. First Peter, we'll read that in just a minute. But at our darkest moment, Jesus became the light of the world. Thank God, the baby in Jerusalem was the eternal existent, ever-existent God who dressed himself in human flesh so that he could dwell among men and purchase our salvation because he took our sin away because he knew no sin. So thankful this morning. Now let's go to 1 Peter, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 18. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you, don't you? From the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver. All the money in the whole world could not purchase our redemption, which, which um, you know, the, all the money in the world keeps losing their value, it seems like. But it was the precious blood of Christ, his sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as our ransom long before the world began, but now in these last days he has been revealed for your sake and for my sake. Christmas is when we celebrate and remember the most important point in history when God came and rescued us from eternal death. Spiritual death, if you had to define it, is simply us being separated from God, separated from life. When man fell, God sent Jesus to consummate a plan of redemption, to pay the penalty and price for all sins that we've done past, present, and even in the future. But because he was sinless, a sinless lamb of God, slain from the foundation of this world, he died, went into the portals, portals of hell, faced the devil, and he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. And on the third day, the glory of God raised Jesus from the dead. Now Jesus is alive forevermore, and all life is in him, 
and he reconciles us back to God. No more separation. God made a way for us to go to heaven. John 14, 6, I quoted it, but let me just read it again. Jesus said unto him, I am, what? The way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by or through Jesus. Acts 4.12 makes it plain. And there is salvation in and through no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by and which we must be saved. Come on, let's just praise Jesus for a moment. Jesus, we praise you. You are the reason for this season. Jesus, we praise you. We honor you. And we're going we're gonna to keep you right in the middle of this time. Enjoy the festivities. But Jesus, you are the absolute reason for this season. You are the reason. He's also with us on earth to help us by the Holy Spirit. John 10, 10 says, The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came so that we may have and enjoy life, and have and enjoy life in abundance to the full tear it over, till it overflows. If you're not enjoying life, let's get Jesus. My wife had us all rededicate our life to Jesus. Guess what? We're going out of this place with a full heart today. Rededicated to Jesus. That's one of the reasons why also I encourage you to get filled with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's subsequent or after salvation because recently I, I've taken praying in the Spirit up a little bit higher. Man, that helps. Oh, my goodness, it helps so much. You get built up, and, uh, and it's just amazing how it helps you. Isaiah 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, to, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his now, a name shall be called Wonderful, because he's the answer to every question. He's called Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. When our Savior arrived, the angels declared what? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. We have come to celebrate the reason for Christmas. Come on, shout it out loud. What's his name? Jesus. Come on, what's his name? Jesus. One more time. Jesus. Jesus. That's right. I like that. I like that. It's awesome. You know, our kids, they get taught so well around here. Man, they, they're the, it's such word-based, and we're looking forward to assembling pretty soon with our kids. It'll be safe and everything. We've taken everything deliberately here, very slow. But, uh, man, our kids, didn't they do a wonderful job up here? You wouldn't have, mm-mm. You wouldn't have caught me on a stage at that age. Mm-mm. You wouldn't have caught me on that stage when I was in college. God has done a miracle in my life. He really has. I, I you know, I, I wasn't inclined to be a speaker. I wasn't inclined to be a, a leader or a pastor. But God had different plans. <laughs> and I'm thankful, thankful that uh, we're encouraging our kids and our youth to, and our young adults, man, don't waste your life to rededicate your life 
and regret that you wasted your life. Well, hook up with them right now, no matter where you are. So we've come to celebrate the reason for Christmas. In the place of darkness, he's given us light. In the place of fear, he's given us abundant love. In the place of worry, he's given us peace. Instead of punishment, he's given us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We celebrate his coming. We adore and worship him. He is the one mighty God. He is our wisdom. He is our deliverer. He is the word of life. He's our advocate. He's our provider. He's the great I am. And he's only inside of me by the Holy Spirit. We have this treasure hidden in vessels of clay. And I'm so thankful today. Say it with me. God is in me. God is with me. God's going to see me through. And God dwells in me through the person of the Holy Spirit. So we have to understand there's a real heaven. We have to understand God is on the throne. We have to understand Jesus is literally at his right hand in a glorified physical body that cannot die any longer. And he sent back the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit always tells us what is the Father saying, what is Jesus saying. He really defers to the Father and the Son. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Three in one. He is our helper. He's our Savior. He's our wonderful counselor, the Lamb of God, Lord of hosts, root out of David, author and finisher of our faith. Come on, aren't these great descriptors? He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's our healer. He's the Son of God. There's, there's healing happening right now, even of broken hearts of people that have gone to heaven. I'm telling you what, there's healing happening there and online today. Just receive that. And, and you know, there's, we, there's a healthy way to grieve somebody. But yet, at the same time, we have to watch getting on the unhealthy side of grief. And the unhealthy side of grief is the part that Jesus bore our sicknesses and bore our grief and bore our sorrow so we can receive healing from any type of broken heart or any disappointments from Him in our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Thank God He's our healer. He's the Son of God. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the king of kings. He's the chief shepherd. He's our strength and song. He's the righteous judge. He's the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. He's the resurrection and life. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he's my God. And he's the reason that I celebrate Christmas. How about you? When we receive Jesus, the word of God says we're born of light. We are children of light. We wear the arm of light. We walk in the light as he's in the light. He came to bring us light, the glorious light of the gospel. You know, wherever you go sometimes, because you're filled with light, you don't even have to do anything, but sometimes you just repel anybody walking in any type of darkness or deception. It seems like they're just repelled from you. We're not trying to, you know, we want to use wisdom. The word says, he that wins souls is very wise. That's why we study our, our surroundings and we see, should I be saying something here or should I just be living the example here? You know, and when you go to your family gatherings, it might not necessarily be the time you preach a sermon, but how about living it? How about being happy? How about being lovable? How about being a person that your light's on? But I've been different places. It seemed like wherever I walked, it seemed like I was split in a dead sea. Because I was just around people in a work setting that I couldn't get away from. But uh, don't, don't worry about it if you're ag agitating somebody because you're filled with light. But you know what? On the inside of them, they know 
They, they know that they have to fill that inward vacuum. And, and that's why people will be brought to our attention. God will intersect us, and we can believe God for those closest to eternity to come across our path, and then we can simply tell our story. Thank God for that. He is the light of the world. John 8, 12 says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light which is life. When you get into a setting like this where the word of God, which is light, is ministered, you might feel uncomfortable. Well, I want to tell you something. God's not condemning you right now. He's just bringing to your attention and he's drawing you to him so you can get those things right and get your peace back. Rededicate your life. Get refilled with the Holy Spirit. When we receive Jesus, again, we walk in the light as he's in the light. John MacArthur said, the next time Jesus comes, it will be different. The first time Jesus came, he came veiled in the form of a child. A star marked his arrival. Wise men brought him gifts. There was no room for him. Only a few attended his arrival. It was very unspectacular. But the next time Jesus comes, the next time Jesus comes, he will be recognized by all. Heaven will be lit up with the glory of God. He'll bring rewards with, for his own. The world won't be able to contain his glory. Every eye shall see him. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the reason and Jesus is Lord. Come on, say it with me. Jesus is the reason and Jesus is Lord. One more time. Jesus is the reason and Jesus is Lord. Glory to God. Amen. This is why this whole ministry exists. We are a great commission church and, and as all of us are partnering together, yes, and finances. And by the way, I appreciate you giving a Wednesday night offering because we're not having a Wednesday night service and up to date with your giving on um, before the end of the year. Thank God every eye is going to see him. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. He will come as sovereign king and king of kings and lord of lords. Philippians 2, 6 and 7, Paul wrote, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant, and he was made in the likeness of men. So Jesus was willing to shed all his visible attributes and dress himself in the clothing of a human being. He was manifested in flesh as a little baby in Bethlehem, but the baby was the eternal, ever-existing God Almighty who came to us in human flesh so that he could dwell among men and purchase our salvation. That is a true story of Christmas. That is the reason. So today, Jesus is the reason for Christmas. May the Christmas gifts remind us of God's greatest gift, his only son. Vance Harbner said, Christmas is based on the exchange of gifts, the gift of God to man, his son, and then the gift of man to God when they first give their hearts to Jesus. What a great gift exchange. Please receive that gift. You can't pay for it. You can't get good enough to get it. You just receive it. And it causes you to become a whole new creation. Thank God. May the Christmas candles remind us of him who is the light of the world. May the Christmas trees remind us 
of another tree upon which he died. This is interesting. Listen. He who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under the tree. He who has not Christmas in his heart received the gift will never find it under the tree. His name is Jesus. He is the light of the world. May this Christmas cheer remind us of him who said, be of good cheer. May the Christmas feast remind us of him who is the bread of life. Remember, bread, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. May this Christmas bells remind us of the proclamation of his birth. May the Christmas carols remind us of the son, the angel sang glory to God in the highest. May the Christmas remind us in every way that Jesus is not dead, Jesus is alive. And if you believe he's in your heart and we're gathered together in his name and he's in our presence right now, that's just praise Jesus. Come on. We praise you, Jesus. Come on. You ought to act like he's here. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We honor your presence, Jesus. He is the greatest gift of all. But God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's God's demonstration of how Jesus came to reconcile us to God. John 1.29 says the next day, John saw Jesus coming to him and said, Look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world in Christ. Sin is canceled. Death is defeated. Christ reigns. Hope is filled. Forgiveness is extended. Christ is not just all about parties. It's about our pardon. Jesus bore our sin debt forever and forever. Your heart can become new. Eternity is bright. Glory to the newborn king. Corey Ten Boom said, Who can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is, what, is that God has so loved the world that he gave his son. The perfect gift is that he gave his only son. The only requirement is just to believe and receive him. The reward of faith is that he shall have everlasting life in Christmas. If you could sum it up in just one word, it would be this, love. God loved us so much that he gave his son to save us, to heal us, to deliver us from the curse of the law and eternal separation from him. When Jesus was about to depart this life, he said in John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give unto you. So let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. Last couple scriptures for this morning. John 16, 33 said, I've told you these things so that you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration but be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world, and I have deprived it of its power to harm you, and have conquered it for you. Come on, we live us. We, we, we serve a living Savior. His name is Jesus, and his victory is in us because he dwells in us. So the reason my assignment has been to talk about the reason today his name is Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this word today. 
I thank you that this word provokes us to make sure we have Jesus in the middle of this season. God, I thank you for those who have received healing from a broken heart so they can experience joy and peace that passes all understanding. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning and you've never received the gift, his name is Jesus. He's the only way to heaven. He's the only way to fill that inward void that only God can fill. If you're here today and you're not sure that you, if you're to die today, that you would go to heaven, I'm getting ready to pray a prayer of salvation. And uh, no one's looking around for a moment, but I want to ask you this question. Do you know for sure that if you were to die today, that you would go to heaven? If you don't, I'm getting ready to pray a prayer, and I'd like you to pray it with me. If you would like to pray that prayer with me this morning, lift up your hand where I can see it. Thank you. Anybody else out there? Those of you online, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. We're so thankful for the greatest gift of all. His name is Jesus. God, we believe Jesus is your only son. We believe you sent him to die on this earth for our sin because he lives sinless. We believe on the third day that God, you raised Jesus from the dead and now Jesus is alive. He's the savior of the world. He is the resurrection and life. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say it with me. God, I do believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross for all of my sin. I believe on the third day you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, you're alive. I thank you for being Savior of the world. Now I receive you as my Savior, and I proclaim you as my Lord. Jesus, you're now my Savior. Jesus, you're now my Lord. Thank you for it in Jesus' name.